Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you throughout Arkansas and Texas. Find us online at QureshiLaw.com. Hey, Carrie, how are you this week? I'm doing awesome. How are you, Walter? Uh, glad to hear that. I am well and uh, looking forward to chatting with you today. We've got a great show on the way for folks. Our main topic of discussion today is going to be talking about some of the constants in retirement that affect us all. So no matter who you are, what we talk about today is going to have an impact on you. We're talking about things like volatility and healthcare and rising taxes and inflation and the like. So it's going to be a great conversation. Stick around for that in just a couple of minutes. Plus, we've got a great question from Sally to feature a little bit later on, wondering about fees and commissions. So we're going to answer her question on that. But to set the tone for the episode, Carrie, I've got a good quote of the month for you from Jim Rohn. Once said, time is more valuable than money. You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. Truer words have never been spoken. Absolutely. And I think the goal for all of us is to figure that out sooner versus than later because we, we don't want to have regrets about how we spend our time. Yeah, I think it's so true because when you meet with people, when you meet with clients, do people have more money regrets or more time regrets when you talk with them? Almost always it's more more time and money is just a tool to use their time wisely, whether they want to spend it, you know, with friends and family or traveling and seeing the world. You know, that's what is important to them. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. So keep that in mind as we go through today's episode, especially as we talk about some of these retirement constants that affect everybody. So let's jump into that conversation, Carrie. While I think there are some factors that are certainly different for everybody in retirement planning, you know, different variables, if you will, there are also going to be these constants that affect everybody, no matter the specifics of our situation. So I'm curious as we go through these, you know, how do you plan around these constants? What should we be thinking? about when it comes to these items. First one on the list is inflation. No matter who you are, we're all impacted by the same rate of inflation, right? Right. And I think, you know, the goal with inflation, I mean, that's one that normally comes up, you know, things that we have to plan around. And the easiest way to do that is through, you know, a solid financial plan that is going to take inflation into account. And so if you need, you know, $75,000 to $80,000 per year in living expenses in today's dollars, you know, that's not going to be $75,000, $80,000 10 years from now. And so making sure that we're accounting for inflation is really critical to having a successful retirement. Yeah, I think it's such an interesting uh, discussion on inflation because it's that silent killer. Like people don't remember to, you know, plan for that in retirement. They forget that, you know, if they live in 20, 30 years in retirement, just how much more expensive things are going to be over that time. And if your income isn't increasing at the same rate, Houston, we've got a problem. Right. And for clients in retirement that tend to be more conservative, you know, we have to have that conversation and say, you know, you just can't put all your money in cash and CDs and money market because if it's not keeping, you know, pace with inflation, you know, that's not a conservative approach. They're so afraid of losing money that they don't realize they're losing money due to inflation. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think one that we should certainly remember 
uh, as we start talking about some of these constants, because we're going to see a similar pattern, I think, in some of these uh, constants. They're out in the open. They should be there and obvious to us, but yet they still get overlooked a lot. Inflation is certainly one of those. I think another one that gets overlooked because people just don't like talking about it. It's maybe difficult to plan for, for the average bear, so to speak, Gary, but that'd be rising taxes in the future. If taxes go up, now they may affect people disproportionately, but it's going to have some impact on all of us. Right. And I think for a lot of clients, it will have a huge impact on them. And I'm almost seeing more situations where clients aren't planning for the tax impact compared to inflation, some of these other factors that we're talking about today. And so for us, I mean, and taxes are a huge discussion because historically, most clients are putting more of their retirement dollars in tax deferred accounts, their 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, because we've always been taught, you know, traditionally to defer tax, defer tax. But then when it comes time to start taking money out, a lot of clients haven't considered the portion that needs to go back to the IRS. And so if you're looking for 5000 a month, you have to make sure that that's an after tax figure, and make sure that we're calculating for the taxes that are due. What is it they always say you have a partner in your retirement plan and his name is Uncle Sam? Absolutely. And so, you know, when we're doing planning for clients, I mean, I'm normally splitting their portfolio into three different buckets. Um, That way we can visually see, you know, where we have everything allocated. And so your first bucket may be taxable accounts. And so those are normally taxed every year on the capital gains. And then we have our tax deferred bucket of the 401k IRAs. And then we have our tax free bucket. And, you know, the majority of the time, there's a huge amount in this tax deferred bucket. And so we have to calculate and say, you know, based on the current tax situation, here's what you're expected to pay in taxes over your retirement. But we also have to look and show a scenario. What if taxes go up? 5%, 10%. How does that affect your portfolio? And if you have 60, 70% of your retirement account in this tax deferred bucket, then that is a huge impact on your retirement living expenses. And so we can also run scenarios and say, well, what if, since rates are historically low, what if we start converting some of this tax deferred money to tax free? And we do it slowly over time, paying less in taxes now than we would 10, 15 years out, what kind of extra income could that create for you? And so it's not right for everybody. Sometimes it's better to leave it alone and leave it tax deferred. But other times we're really seeing a better approach to go ahead and pay the taxes now, which is a little painful for some people to get their heads around. But we're actually creating more income and more wealth down the road, not only for them, but also for their heirs that may eventually inherit some of these assets. We're talking about these retirement constants that affect everybody, inflation, rising taxes, two of the big ones. Carry market volatility, we can throw into this list as well. If the market goes up or goes down, it's going to have an impact similarly on all of us. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, taxes are, you know, one of two of the biggest impacts on retirement. Market volatility is obviously the second biggest And so I think in your earning years, volatility is not as big of a factor because obviously you're just putting money away. You know that the markets will come back. So even it takes a dip, you're okay with that. But as you get 10 to 15 years, you know, from retirement or even in retirement, those drops in the market affect you differently. 
And so it's really important to understand volatility, to run different planning scenarios based on your portfolio over many different market conditions that could happen and know what the likelihood of success is with that portfolio over all of these different market conditions. And if it's too volatile, if there's too much risk, then we need to look and see, you know, how can we move some money over to a more conservative approach, whether that's, you know, 12 to 24 months of living expenses and a money market or cash. And so that gives you a little bit of time for the market to go back up. And you know that you don't have to tap into that portfolio to get your income out during retirement. I know some folks will say, hey, I'm invested conservatively, so the volatility in the market's not going to you know, hurt me as badly. But I'm sure you've seen that many times before when somebody thinks they're invested conservatively and that doesn't actually pan out to be the case. Right. I mean, I think, you know, just the overall risk tolerance of an investor, people use conservative, moderate, you know, aggressive too loosely. And so I think that we really need to be looking at, you know, what does conservative mean and understanding, you know, based on your risk tolerance, what is your average annual expected return, but also what is your amount of risk that you're willing to take? What is that consistency of the rate of return over a number of years? Because that's really important to your portfolio. A couple of other examples that we want to hit on today's episode about these retirement constants that affect everybody. Healthcare. Everybody's going to need a plan for healthcare expenses, how they're going to be covered, especially the later we get into retirement. Absolutely. And this is, I think, another thing similar to estate planning or insurance that a lot of people would probably just rather stick their head in the sand and not address uh, and then procrastinate on. But there is a very good chance that you will need to spend some time in an assisted living facility at some point in your life. Um, And studies have shown that, you know, the average stay in a long term care facility is around four years. And so if you go and look at any of the long-term care facilities in your area, you know, you're talking about $5,000, $6,000, even $7,000 per month. And so that can take a huge hit on your investment portfolio. And so especially if you're married and you have one spouse in a assisted living, then that is really going to limit the lifestyle and the retirement income of the other spouse as well, the healthy spouse. Well, we've talked about a lot of different constants that impact us. Let's throw one more into the mix here, Carrie. This one I can see sort of, I guess it's a little bit of a variable, but still also qualifies for this constant category. Interested in your thoughts on this one, but fees and commissions. I mean, there's kind of a cost for everything, it seems. This one's more about minimizing those costs. That's where the variable comes in. Right. And I feel like fees and commissions within the financial advisory world um, is kind of a dark and dirty secret because most advisors traditionally have not been good at explaining the hidden fees and the hidden commissions within products that are sold to clients. And so I think first and foremost, you know, having that discussion with your advisor before you ever purchase or invest in any product to understand, you know, what are the costs? Is it a one-time fee? Is it ongoing? And how does that affect your portfolio? Because any cost is going to drag your portfolio down. But you also, there's another side to this. You also have to understand that cost can't be everything. Because if you go out into the world and you purchase the lowest cost product, it may not do the things that you need it to do. And so yes, costs and commissions are important, but you also have to look at the 
you know, the other side of that, what am I getting in return? What is my rate of return net of all fees? Because there can, in some situations, be a more expensive product, but in the long run is going to be a better fit and is going to get you further down the road in retirement than if you just chose the lowest cost solution. All of these different considerations, Carrie, I know are part of your plan to help people integrate that financial, legal, and life planning all into one kind of harmonious package. So far, our discussion today very heavily on the financial side of things, but this really just scratches the surface at all the different things that you do when you put together a plan for somebody, right? It really does. And then the important thing there from my background and perspective is, you know, I want a plan that really works for my clients. And so having the legal background and seeing clients come in and, and we're doing the trust planning and everything, them not having the financial piece, well, that jeopardizes their estate plan. It doesn't work. And so you really have to think about this as different pieces of the puzzle. And so for us, you know, it's really important for my clients to have all the pieces of the puzzle, to have them work perfectly together. That way we really can achieve their goals. Well, if you want to get your information about the financial, legal, and life planning integration, uh, you can do so by getting the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit. This is a toolkit that Carrie has put together that talks about how to integrate all of those things about the planning process and cover some of the really important elements of putting together that plan and some things that you should really be thinking about if you're getting ready for retirement or if you're planning sort of your family legacy plan, trying to do some life planning as well. It's all covered in the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit. And you can get that online at QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. Or you can get it by checking the description or the show notes of today's episode. We'll put a link in there for you to be able to access the toolkit easily as well. So no matter what app you're listening on, you can certainly check that link out and get your toolkit. It's free. You can order it from the website. Again, QureshiLaw.com or check the show notes of today's episode for more help. And if you prefer to call in and uh, want to ask Carrie any of your own financial planning questions or to get that Family Wealth Protection Toolkit, you can do that by dialing 870-275-4304. That's 870-275-4304. There you have it, some of the retirement constants that impact everybody. If you have any questions about what we've talked about today, be sure to reach out and ask your question. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better on today's podcast. And fun question for you today. I'm going to make you uh, probably ruin your day, Carrie, by having you daydreaming about traveling here. Would you rather travel, if you could pick one of the two, and vacation in Hawaii or Alaska? Which one would you choose? Oh, that is a hard choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I've been to Hawaii. We actually got married in Maui. Oh, neat. Um, I got, I got engaged in Hawaii. Yeah. And it it was beautiful, but I've never been to Alaska. So I think I would have to choose Alaska just because I've never been there before, but I would probably want to go in the summertime so I could see the wildlife and everything because I am not a cold weather person. I don't know that I could do the snow. So I would, I would probably pick Alaska. I think there's so much to do up there during the summer. That sounds definitely like the time to go. Maybe you're just too snowed in and can't really move around as much. 
otherwise. So that makes right. a lot of sense. I feel like I was all, uh, definitely a beach kid growing up. We were going to the beach, it seemed like, every single weekend. But as I've gotten older, maybe I'm just beached out at this point. I mean, I still love going to the beach, but I feel like I'm more drawn to mountains and uh, you know, land, scenic landscapes and that kind of thing now and hiking. So I, I would vote with you. I'd go with Alaska there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's times in my life where you want to be outdoorsy and active and go, but there are some times where I just want to lay on the beach, you know, and, yeah. li- and listen to the ocean. Um, and so I think it just kind of depends on what's been going on in your, your life and whether you, you need a break or if you're looking for some adventure. Yeah. See, to me, Hawaii, though, is adventure. Like, I wouldn't pay to go to Hawaii to just sit on the beach. I feel like I could do that more close to home. Hawaii Mm -hmm. to me, because it has some mountains, it's got activity, you know, amazing water sports and just snorkeling and just all sorts of things you can go see and do. And the drives are amazing. And, you know, so I think I'd go see volcanoes and, you know, do all the cool stuff in Hawaii. It wouldn't, none of the times I've been to Hawaii have been relaxing trips. They've always been very, very active trips. So I would never see myself going to Hawaii and just laying on the beach. I would do that somewhere else, but. I'm probably in the minority there. Other people are like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, there is a lot to do in Hawaii. And I just think back to the time when we went, when we were getting married, where my husband and I, we were just driving around exploring, but we yeah. started driving up the mountains and the road started getting narrower and narrower. And it was just like basically on the side of a cliff enough for one car to get through. And we had a car coming at us and my husband and I are freaking out trying to figure out how is this car going to pass us and get down the mountain. And I kept telling like, turn around. (laughs) There was nowhere to turn around. (laughs) Um, We're going to die the day before our wedding, but we made it back safely. But it was a little nerve wracking for me. I love drives like that. And uh, I definitely, I'm not a big uh, flashy, you know, car person, but we did splurge just a little bit. And believe it or not, it wasn't any, it was like barely more expensive than a normal rental car. But we sprung and got a convertible one of the trips that we had to Hawaii. And what a great decision. That was awesome driving around Hawaii with the top down. And that was, that really was a, a little fun element to add to the trip. It was pretty cool. I want to say it was only like three or four more dollars a day to like have that as the rental car versus just, you know, a normal mm-hmm. economy car or something. So right, it was like, like, like a convertible or a Jeep. I yeah, think we did a Jeep yeah. for a few days. The Jeep seemed awesome. a lot more expensive. They must be in really high demand because everybody wants that experience of driving the Jeep around Hawaii. So those were like way overpriced, I thought. But then the convertible was like, what, $25 a day? Sure, yeah, I'll put that. <laughs> so that was a fun experience to do that. Well, very cool. We said Alaska, but we spent a lot of time talking about Hawaii there. So I don't know, I Carrie. Know. It seems to have that draw, certainly. Right. Well, when I go to Alaska, then I can spend some showtimes talking about my trip to Alaska because I would have some firsthand experience. There you go. I wonder if you'll go to Alaska and be standing there going, oh, it's still cold here even in the summer. I want to be in Hawaii now. <laughs> probably, probably knowing me. <laughs> too, too funny. Well, there you go. Getting to know Carrie a little bit better on today's show. Now it's time to get to know you better as we check in on the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So today's question comes to us from Sally in West Memphis. And if you want to submit a question, by the way, you can do so online at CoratiLaw.com. Sally says, are fees and commissions the same thing in the financial world or are they different? Hmm, that's a very good question. I think that they're used interchangeably a lot. So people feel like they're the same thing. But when you really drill down, commissions are going to be 
one-time transactions. And so normally if you purchase an insurance product or an annuity product, or even a one-time transaction on buying a stock or bond or mutual fund, that's where you would see a commission. Fees normally are typically advisory fees. That would be an ongoing fee. But they're also, um, when you talk about fees and commissions, they also relate back to your advisor's standard of care. And so normally where you see commissions, that agent or advisor would be selling you that product based on it being suitable for you, which is actually a lower threshold than most advisory fees um, that would be on a fiduciary standard, meaning the fiduciary, that it has to be in your best interest. And so you'll probably see a lot of discussion online about a fiduciary versus a suitability standard. But the fees and commissions, you know, to answer your question, they're not the same thing. And so you really need to be asking, you know, am I paying commissions or am I paying an ongoing fee and understanding what is your total cost for this investment product? But definitely they are different things, but they ultimately have kind of similar results, right? It's it's costing you money in terms of your investments. So make sure you know the value that you're getting for said fees and commissions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like you're a big believer in that transparency, Carrie. Unfortunately, a lot of the financial community, as you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, has sort of always tried to hide those fees and commissions. I mean, we've talked, I think, on the show before about hidden fees inside of a portfolio and that kind of thing. But luckily, I think there's been a little bit of a turn in the industry. Maybe it's thanks to people like you who have been more open about these kinds of things to try and uncover some of those hidden fees, make them a little bit more transparent. I'm sure we still have a long way to go, though. Right. But it, it is getting better, Walter. And a lot of clients now, you can see a better breakdown in your statement, you know, the fee that's going to the advisor. But there are some still some hidden costs. You know, you have turnover within your portfolio that actually, you know, costs you money and reduces your return. So you have to understand that. Um, and we're still seeing a lot of hidden fees within certain annuity and insurance products. And so, you know, like I've said before, just make sure you're asking your advisor all the right questions. And if there's any other fees on here that aren't being disclosed and aren't being, you know, out in the open. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Again, if you've got any questions about something we've talked about on today's show, give a call to 870-275-4304. Again, that's 870-275-4304. Or check the description of today's show notes and description for the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit. Uh, You can get this free physical box, this toolkit that's going to teach you all about integrating your financial, legal, and life planning together. All you have to do is go to QureshiLaw.com or check the description and show notes of today's episode to get the links to those items. And we'll also put the phone number link on there as well. Carrie, thanks for the help on today's program. Enjoy chatting with you, and we'll look forward to another great show next time around. Absolutely. Have a great one, Walter. All right. You too. That's Carrie Qureshi. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. 
Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.